Hey everyone, welcome to episode 239, The Positive Pot. Welcome to the Harmony in the Home podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Hutchison. I'm a counselor, a life coach, and most importantly, an imperfect mom doing this work right along with you. And my goal on our podcast is to go from chaos to calm, feel less frazzled and have more fun within your four walls to have more harmony in your home. Hey everyone, so happy new year. Oh my goodness, how are we in 2024? I have no idea. And if you're listening to this in a year or so from now, you're probably like, uh, that's so old news. It's like 2026. Because that's the cool thing about this podcast. When you think about it, it's going to live forever. And the information is timeless and classic as far as being patient with our kids and checking our ego is always going to be trending, so to speak. So I want to talk to you about because of the new year, and I feel like the New Year's Eve, I don't feel that pressure anymore, but when I was in my 20s and in my teens, not so much my teens, I would say probably my 20s and 30s, I felt so much pressure to have such fun, exciting, off-the-charts plans for New Year's Eve. I don't know if you've ever felt like that. I don't feel like it anymore in my 40s, almost 50, say what? I don't feel that anymore, but I remember so much pressure of like, where are we going to see fireworks? How am I going to make this memorable for the kids? I got to, I got to create core memories. And then before we had kids, I'm like, well, we don't have kids. So we should just like go all out. Even though I was like getting older and getting more tired, it was like that transition from like, I'm not in my twenties anymore, but I still want to make memories and like live it up and stay out till 2am and talk about the next day. Like, oh my gosh, you won't believe this amazing dance place that we went to, or we saw the fireworks on the beach and it was so much like, there was so much pressure self-imposed of course. Because the next day, everyone's like, what'd you do for New Year's? What'd you do for New Year's? What'd you do for New Year's? And then as I got older and the kids got older, I was like, oh, I don't have to do that anymore. And then just more confident in like, I don't want to pay for it the next day. Not, not drinking or anything like that, but just the staying up so late. Just like, this is not the same 10 o'clock that it was when I was in my 20s. When I was in my 20s, I was going out at, and like in college, I was going out at 10 o'clock. It's 10 o'clock now and I'm like, my eyeballs are barely open. And someone said there today, I don't think this is the same 10 o'clock that it was when we were in our 20s. All that to say, sometimes with New Year's Day and beyond and New Year's resolutions and intentions, I feel like there's so much pressure also when the new year starts to like hit all the goals. And it's so self-imposed. It's also society imposed society. You have to have a word. You have to have a phrase. You have to have everything laid out. And if you don't, you're feeling like kind of like a schlep rock. I don't know if that's a common term, but it's a term in our family of like, just like a loser wannabe if you don't have it all laid out. So I used to have words. If you have a word, that's great. The word was good for me. And for like January and February. And then I, by like midsummer, I like forgot my word. But I love the idea of a new year because what happens is when it's like late December, our brain will say like, we're not going to do that X, Y, Z goal now, but we'll wait till the new year. And then literally nothing changes. And all of a sudden we have this refreshed, renewed energy and spirit. And if you think about it, nothing has changed, but everything's changed. And why is that? Because our thoughts about what we're doing, what's going on have all changed. So then that creates the emotion because that if you look at the model, the calendar is just a completely neutral thing. So we have a thoughts about the calendar, which create either dread and overwhelm or excitement and freshness. And it all comes from our thoughts, which is a pretty powerful thing just to be aware of it, not to put pressure on ourselves that we should always have positive thoughts. But something that I got the idea from my friend, 
Isabel Stevenson. She's a life coach. She always writes out the most amazing Tuesday email. You have to get on her email list. It's Isabel Stevenson at gmail.com. It's S T E P H E N S O N coach. So Isabel Stevenson coach at gmail.com or you can go to her website and she writes out these Tuesday emails that are so consistent, so thorough. She's really good at making lists and giving lots of examples of what she's talking about. And she talks about having this gratitude jar, which I have heard about before, but I like the fact of having it all year long and then opening it on New Year's Eve. Cause we've talked a lot about on this podcast about having a tattle jar, a terrific tattle jar, which I used to have in the classroom. And it was so wonderful for teaching kids how to rethink their thinking about tattling because tattling has a negative connotation. But I love to take words that have negative connotations and turn them into either neutral words or turn them into words that are more on the positive side. So terrific tattling was an anonymous box we had in our classroom and kids would write down things that other kids did in the class that helped them, that was caring, that made them feel happy when they were sad. Like I fell down and my friend brought me to the clinic or I lost my purple crayon and Susie Q helped me find it or gave me hers. So there was examples like that. And so as I was reading them aloud, then the other kids would get examples of what was being reinforced in the classroom. So it was a really wonderful way to create good energy within the classroom good camaraderie and a lot of teamwork. So instead of looking out for the other person, like you're going to tattle on me, it's like, hey, why don't you tattle on me? And then I can get some recognition because it would use the child's name. And sometimes they would say who tattled and sometimes they would say who didn't. So you can do the same type of thing. And I got this idea from Isabel of having a gratitude jar that throughout the year, you write down positive things that are happening to each other within the family, outside of the family, Like if your boss was really nice to you or put a happy present on your desk, it can be within the family or outside of the family. And what it does is it trains the brain within your four walls to look for things that are good. So we're calling ours the positive pot. Some other names I came up with gratitude goodness, notes of goodness, positive patty, positive patterns, love notes, love letters, memos matter, gratitude guys, gratitude gang, gratitude group. And if your last name, like if you could use a play off your last name, you know, I love alliteration. So Hutchison's hunting for happy, something like that. My kids are older now. They would just roll their eyes at that. They're probably going to roll their eyes anyway at the positive pot anyway. But if you think about it, it doesn't have to be done daily. If you did this even weekly and you just had it sitting out, even just the sitting out, it's kind of like when you're kind of not speeding, but not really exactly going the speed limit. And then you see the police officer and you're like, whoa. And then you drive by and you slow down because you're so afraid of getting a ticket. And then the, the uh, police officer's car is empty. It's the same thing. It's the same function, same feature, same way that it would help to kind of train. You try to like, whoa, it kind of snaps you out of it. Like, whoa, I need to slow down. Same thing if they just have the jar sitting out. And the jar sitting out can be a reminder like, oh yeah, that's right. I'm supposed to look for good. It can remind you, remind your kids, remind your spouse. Mind your greedy, greedy grandpappy. So she said, same, start with this gratitude habit. Put an empty jar somewhere. It's easy to access. Put a notepad and a pen next to it. Every time you experience or think of something that are grateful for, jot it down, fold it up, and put it in the jar. This does not have to be daily, but just seeing it will remind you. And as soon as you start, your brain will be like, oh, that's right. We're looking for things to be thankful for. Okay, I can help. Then your brain will start looking for that. And think about it, if everybody did one, one time a week, and there's 
five people in your family, that's 52 from each person. That's a lot of things to read at the end of the year. And at the end of the year, you don't have to read them all, but it's something to keep in a keepsake. You can just pull them out and read them. And kind of a way to kind of remember your year as well. And in this email from Isabel that she sends out every Tuesday, she talked about something that she read by Dr. Caroline Leaf, who's amazing. And it resonated with her, so she wanted to share it with us. And so now I'm sharing it with you. See how that happens? New Year's reminders. What you do today doesn't determine the rest of your month or even year. 2023 was a lot. Allow yourself to rest and ease into the year. You do not need to start your year off strong. The third one, your health kick doesn't need to start today or at all. Only make changes you feel are sustainable and right for you and come from a place of health and acceptance, not hatred for your body. Number four, boundaries will need to be adjusted to match changes in yourself and life. That depends on your age and your stage. A goal for a 20-year-old is not going to be the same goal for a 60-year-old. Number five, you can start, restart, and begin again as many times as you need and whenever. Doesn't mean you're a failure. It means you are a learner. Yes, that is so true because we are so all or nothing with our thinking that if we think about like I'm on the wagon, off the wagon, on the horse, off the horse, just as we've always said so many times, there is no horse. There is no wagon. You don't forget to brush your teeth one night and then the next morning tell your spouse, oh my gosh, I forgot to brush my teeth. I'm off the, I'm off the wagon. I'm off the horse. I'm not going to brush my teeth anymore. You just brush your teeth maybe a little bit extra that day, maybe a minute or two longer to make up for it or, or floss or mouthwash. So create, you can get a jar, you can get a pot, you can get a Tupperware box. It doesn't really matter. You can get a box, you can get a shoe box. It doesn't really matter. We're using sticky notes because it wraps amongst uh, upon itself and kind of keeps the the scroll that we roll. Hey, that rhymed. It keeps it kind of sealed so there's no peeking. And then you can put them in a bag at the end of the year and collect them and put on there 2023 and lay them all flat or put them into a scrapbook. Lots of things you can do with it after the fact. But the reason why I love this is not because of December 31st. The reason why I love this is because you see the the pot or the jar or the Tupperware or the shoebox, and it reminds your brain to think for and look for good. And once you start looking for good, you're going to find only more good. When David turned 50, we wrote down 50 reasons why we loved him. And so each kid, each family member, including the dogs, was in charge of seven to 10 things. We helped the dogs, obviously. And it was amazing. We Once we started, we just kept building and adding upon each other and getting ideas from each other. And then we were looking and looking and looking and we were finding more evidence and more evidence and more evidence. And it was so, like we couldn't stop once we started. And that's how the brain works. Once it starts looking, then it's gonna keep searching. We just have to direct it what to look for. And before I wrap this up, I forgot to talk to you about our sponsor for today, Herbal Face Food. Oh my goodness, what a great way to start the new year by having fresh looking skin. This has helped me so much with my wrinkles. I have really bad dermatitis. I have really bad psoriasis. So, so dry. So dry that it looks like I could create a snowman if I with flurries of snow coming off my forehead, especially if I scratch it in such a way. And I have black interior in my car. And I'm like, whoa, I need to make sure that I'm doing my daily morning and night of herbal face food. I love the soap, the serum, and the cream. Those are my three favorites, I would say. So go to herbalfacefood.com, use our coupon code HARMONY20. I think a couple episodes I might have just said that coupon code was HARMONY, which is so embarrassing because it's actually HARMONY20 to get your 20% off your first order and then send me 
your before and after pictures, and then I'll send you mine. And get your gratitude journals going, get your gratitude pots, your positive pots, your gratitude jars, whatever it is, and start filling it up. And even if you're the only one doing it, that's okay too, because what's the best way to teach a lesson is to model and embody it. I love you guys, and I'll talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Hey, mamas, thanks for listening. If you had any ahas, clicks, or those lightning bolt moments while listening, you have to check out my free parenting bootcamp where we take all of this to the next level and we try to create even more awakenings for ourselves so that we can connect more with our kids and never yell at them again. You can sign up at www.coachingkelly.com. And if you really want to fill up my love cup, send me an email of what your aha was, what your click was, What was that lightning bolt moment while you were listening? I want nothing more in life than for you to have harmony in your home and to learn how to be an imperfect mom like me, which allows your kids to be imperfect too, each and every day. Thanks for listening.